0: Hello, hello, Marilyn. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Uh, I'm not awake yet. <laughs> I I slept later than usual. Now <laughs> I'm going to use this peculiar accent for the rest of the program. <laughs> were you, Were you up very late? Is that why you were? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, I don't think so. I no. it wasn't up particularly late. I went to bed like a gentleman. <laughs> Slept quite soundly, <laughs> and now I'm trying to wake up. I haven't even had to, uh, my cup of tea. Uh, Can you could make that
1: during the show? That could be part of the show each day. Like Mister Rogers would come in, he'd take off his uh his cardigan, yeah. he'd take off the shoes, switch the shoes out. You could do that every time we start the show. You make a cup of tea. Oh,
0: ease that, into the that's day. That's a good idea. Like and i have my own little song, right? <laughs>
1: I hope so. <laughs> I'd expect it's, no less.
0: It's the optimistic day in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, yikes. Um, so, uh, let's see. What uh, what are we gonna talk about here? Uh, Dan, you sent me something. <laughs> You've given me much to think about this morning. There's a lot to unpack with this picture. There's a lot to unpack. Uh, let's please, <laughs> let's please, uh, let's maybe even more than show art. Let's let's make sure somebody can get a nice high. Oh my goodness, high res image of a photo that you sent me. Would you like to describe what I'm looking <laughs> sure. at here? Sure. There's uh, so much happening in this uh, very simple uh, photo of a
1: cup on a urinal. <laughs> Do you want a description or do you want the story
0: or do I, I'll do the description first. Dan so. sent me a, a <laughs> photograph of what appears to be uh, a Circle K cup, yeah. an X, X large Circle uh-huh. K cup. Uh, that's kind of what you, you've you got in your gas or, or what have you. And then you go uh-huh. in the Circle K and you get a fountain drink. And this is called an X large. Uh, and uh, did I mention it's on a urinal? Uh-huh. I'm going to avoid the ad hoc signage for just a moment. So there's a large large cup on the urinal. It it would appear that someone has made a straw circumference sized hole near the base of the cup, out of which comes, wait for it, a large straw. A large straw is coming out of the Circle K cup, and then this is where it gets fun. This someone has used two paper clips to affect a slightly more than 90-degree bend in the straw, thus pointing the large straw into the urinal. (laughs) And now we get to the part where I'm really super going to need your help, which is that someone has used a Sharpie to write around the rim at the top of the X-Large Circle K cup, and the part that I can see says, please pour out water, and pour is spelled P-O-R-E. I don't want to dwell on that. So what I'm looking at is a urinal <laughs> yes. with a fountain drink cup, a an ad hoc <laughs> draining hole into which has been pushed a straw. The straw, somebody has very cleverly used their engineering expertise to effect a bend in the straw, and then it says, "Please pour out water." So, Dan, what am I looking at here? Just for the record,
1: I've sat on this image for maybe three weeks now trying to decide when the right day would be. It's a koan.
0: Today just felt right. This is a (laughs) koan. This is the kind of thing that one is meant to turn over in one's mind, not to solve it, but to learn about how a mind can bend. Please pour out water. Dan, what am I looking at here? Okay. Exactly as
1: you described it, and I I couldn't think of a better way to describe it than you did. It's 100% accurate. Uh, Basically... So I was, uh, this is in, this is in the restroom here in our little office complex. Oh no, um, really? Yes. Oh, I figured this was on a road trip or something. No, this is here. I see it every day. Oh, Um,
0: (laughs) okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) It's, it's maybe 30 feet away from where I'm sitting right now. Uh, So I was, I was using, using the the urinal as one does. For its usual purpose. I felt a little, a little drizzle. And I said to myself, that's not from me. I'm not shouldn't be feeling a little drizzle <gasps> hitting me from up oh, here. No. And no. uh and so I noticed that the uh if you can see in the picture there is the plumbing part that comes out of the wall that leads into the where the handle of the urinal is. You can it, the, you can see yeah, that. Yeah,
0: yeah, so so there's the little, little pipe that comes out of the wall that yeah. uh, provides the water that would be used when one flushes. To flush. The, the toilet. I did not put that together. Is okay. this catching a, is it catching a drip?
1: <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so there was a what? there was. A, so first, I looked. I looked up at the sky, and it was just one of those you know panel <laughs> ceiling panels. And I said, "Well, it's uh-huh. it's not coming from there." Mm-hmm. And then uh, then next next visitor two to the restroom, I noticed that there was a little puddle of water at the top of the urinal underneath this plumbing output From the wall, and so there was a little puddle. And as I as I watched it, I saw a little drip form at the at the wall part and drip down and hit the little puddle that had formed on top of the urinal. And that's where the spray was coming from was the 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 thing. So obviously, I wasn't the only one who was bothered by this because the next time that I came in, someone had put this uh, this Seven Eleven cup. underneath it to catch the water <laughs> but and I have I actually did wind up talking to our like there's like a handyman maintenance guy that 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 runs the repairs and we actually had a converse, conversation about this so so anyway the um the cup was there yeah and then the next time I came back uh there th- someone had written please pour out water because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I found this out later was that the cup was overflowing uh, v- v- quickly, multiple <laughs>
0: times a day, and and so there was now you. This is an X large cup. This <laughs> yes. is I would estimate at least thirty two ounces of toilet water that falls into this and that uh, so 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 the <laughs> the original solution was put the circle put a circle K cup here. Yeah, this auxiliary solution is to add the straw hole, uh, and then the tertiary solution is to write please pour out water right. on the rim. So well, this then, is an evolving technology. Yeah, so
1: first it was just a cup. Then it had the message on it. Then somebody came and did this straw thing. And the
0: straw thing is- oh, So it's stra- really like, like a community project.
1: Yeah, it took, it was definitely, there was at least three or four uh, actors involved in this. And it took, this happened over the period of about three or four weeks, uh, the improvements, the gradual improvements. Because first there was just a straw. Because why then, would you fix the drip
0: if you could just get a cup, <laughs> just get a cup. And then right. why would you, I would say that your man may not be so handy. <laughs> yeah. This is well, why it was different people. So the, mm.
1: um, then, then they, they came up with the straw idea, but then improved it. <clears throat> Cause first it was just, I think it was just a straw. Oh, and then, the, then they, the, the paper clips were added. Yeah. Oh my that's goodness. later. That okay. was later. And, but the, it's so ingenious. I don't know if I ever would have thought to use two paper clips to affect the bend. No, that I, just I, really I
0: impressed me. Well, this all brings us then, I think, to, to arguably then the most interesting part of this. Uh, what is your improvement going to be? What will you do to contribute? Let's consider it's like the children's had, story. You no, know,
1: I hadn't thought of anything. Stone, I didn't know s- it.
0: Stone soup, right? Well, everybody's gotta bring something. One person that says, Hey, I got a stone, there's some water, you bring potatoes, you bring carrots what what's the rhubarb that you're going to put in this, in this, uh, I
1: don't, I don't know what I should do. I was thinking I could get like a fishing bobbin and float it on top of the water and and as a, you know, but, but I feel like the water drains out too quickly. Now you'll Mm -hmm. notice that, that there's what bothers me most about this is I feel like they could have done a better job at positioning the straw lower on the bottom of the cup, because no matter what, you're always going to have some kind of stagnant water at the bottom of this. Oh, yeah. You know, right, because right, right. the straw is not at the very bottom of, of the cup. There's maybe a I- half an inch of space I, I, for water I, I mean, to so sit. Let's,
0: let's, first principles, Clarice. Um, first <laughs> of all, the easier or the more effective thing to do would be for the man who is handy to fix the leak. But let's set that aside for a minute. I don't think that's the point of this exercise. The no. point of this exercise is that there's a cup and then you do things to the cup, Right. So I I mean I think in order for you to participate authentically with this exercise you're going to need to do something with what's already there. Now it doesn't have to be just the cup. I mean you know sometimes if you're if you're if you're a, a mom or a dad uh you know uh, you, you could bring like orange slices for your kids soccer team. So maybe you could put flowers. You could put some some pretty posies into the poor poor, poor water cup. Uh, you could introduce some smart technology that would send a push alert to the office. Yeah. Yes. You could make a card like you'd see in an art museum that would go next to it. Say something like, you know, Austin office building mixed media 2019. <laughs> yeah. I
1: was thinking anything that would set it up as a full on art installation. We could
0: charge for people to come in and see it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it could be, oh, but this you know, could you be a an new got mind, I mean, I mean, I think, you know, I know you, you do design and stuff too, but like there's got to be some way, you, you know what? Maybe you could make a webcam. No, wait a minute. It's a bathroom. Hmm. A camera in a bathroom, la la la. I don't, uh, <sighs> this is, uh, I, I. but you know what? And the more I think about it now, I think, I think we should stop soon because it's getting upsetting. I, I, uh, oh, it's amazing that nobody just threw this away. Like people do. Like there are people, like for example, in my neighborhood, there are people who just ruin a bathroom. Some mm. people just go, and I don't know why they like to ruin a bathroom. We've talked about this before. Yeah. There was the Phantom Pooper at my Publix in Sarasota, where the lady liked to stand on the toilet and then move in a circular motion oh, like this. Hang on, right, I like this. Right. she goes. Eh, eh, uh, eh, uh, 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 uh. Took months to catch the Phantom Pooper. And I'm I'm saying poop because this is a family program. That's not what the assistant manager at Publix would say. Mm-hmm. It's where shopping is a pleasure, unless you need to use the bathroom. Because there are people who ruin a bathroom. I think in some ways it's a credit to your community, first of all, that this ad hoc solution has survived as long as it has, and and then let, let's be honest, been improved by the mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, it is
1: a, I mean, it is like an open source grassroots. Yeah, movement. The kind of thing,
0: that, like the UN comes up with. This is amazing. <laughs> That's right. yes. Pour out water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. P O P O R Yeah. Q U uh, Dan, we're going to, if you, uh, I don't know if you have hosting services or something, but could you put this into show notes so people yes. can see the large version? Yes, I will make Wait, it
1: definitely in show notes as a high res version. And I will also, okay. uh, I'll also make it a show art, but, uh, okay, only, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm.
0: but remember you can click through and, and Dan, where would people find show notes <clears throat> for episode, whoa, four, five, six of your back
1: four, or five, six. That's, that's like an auspicious
0: number. Oh, zombies have four or five. Hmm. Uh, You'll, get
1: it. You'll get it. It'll come to you. Okay, later.
0: it'll it'll come to me. It'll come to me. <laughs> there's like one. There's lot.
1: like one guy in Arkansas. who's like, I what get that it? reference. Zombies have four knees. Zombies have four five. Okay, uh, they're gonna go uh, to five by five dot slash b is in brothers. Two is in the number. W is in work slash four five six
0: seven. Seven. Um, well, I'll tell you why. Oh God, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I don't. I don't feel good about this. It, it happened by accident. The reason I was up a little later than normal. Oh, uh, oh God! You know what? Mm, no, I, I no. I, you can't. I, I watched a couple. T- I watched a couple episodes <laughs> of Hoarders. I and I, don't, <laughs> I don't I don't I don't I don't like things like that. Okay, and I don't watch cable TV. This is this is how they get you. For whatever reason, an episode of this program, like a full-length episode of this program, (laughs) popped up in my YouTube autoplay. It was quarters. And um, I don't know if you've ever seen this show. Oh, I have seen the show. (laughs) It's really something. And I hated myself every second. It's like, you know... you know along the lines of like i assume one of those like you know my 1500 pound life or whatever it's like one of those like let's point and laugh and here's an interstitial explaining how the family's falling apart and um boy oh my goodness oh and then i so i watched two episodes which is like probably 80 minutes so i was up later than i should have been and then i went to bed it's a very upsetting show. I, I don't, I don't, I, I would like to think I won't watch it again. Cause I already feel bad about having watched it last night, not the staying up late, but at the having watched hoarders like it, like
1: a, you, you feel guilty about it or something.
0: Well, yeah, I guilty. Yes, I suppose. Yeah. I feel, um, well, I would like to think in my head, I'm going to close that toilet picture now. Yeah. I would like to think that I have better taste now. I uh, uh, I, I, I try not to reject things out of hand just because it sounds like something I wouldn't like. Or Have I you never seen the as- show
1: before? Is this no! your first? Oh. I don't watch. I don't watch shows like that.
0: Okay. I, yeah. I I don't know. No, no. no. Okay. i heard about it and I've always been like, Meh, like, it's so it was an exploitative. And it was. That's the problem. It was the, the show. That's good, but show, it's a good show. No, it's not. The show was exactly what I expected. And I watched it anyway. It's, I don't know, man. It's like, uh, oh, they clean up the refrigerator and they got to make a path. And the, the kid's friends are <laughs> only allowed to come in to his room through the window. Really? Uh, yeah. So I watched the one that came up on autoplay. And then I did the thing that I do, which is I went on the internet and I did a Google search. On TV.com hoarders episode guide. And I went in to look for what is considered by the fan community to be the best episode. And then I watched that episode. And I don't feel great about it. I don't think I'm going to watch another one. I, I don't, I hope I won't, you know? But I, sometimes a person is very vulnerable and one watches something like a hoarder. So it was bad, Dan. You can't watch that stuff.
1: Well, I mean, it's tough to watch the. <laughs> You know, because like when you think of hoarding, you're like, oh, it's like people have like newspapers from 30 years ago. And I mean that they do, yeah.
0: but I've, y- I've known people that have situations like that. Yeah. Yes. No, it's, it's, it's definitely a thing. I mean, there's, and there's, there's, there's yeah. hoarding. There's hoarding in the sense of like collecting gone wrong. I have not personally been in the homes of people where it got quite that high, but I have oh, seen. How high, how high was it? Uh, well, there's, I've been in places where there's paths. I've helped clean out the homes of people in Mm. situations very similar to that. Um, it's so interesting. I mean, as long as we're here for just a second, it's, doesn't it seem wild to you that that is a form of OCD?
1: Oh, it's, it's absolutely 1 billion percent a form of OCD. I don't, I don't think there's any question.
0: Um, actually this affords me a chance to promote something. Um, okay. I'll promote something in a second. I was recently on a podcast and, uh, so anyway, just quickly to promote this, I was recently on, uh, um, a podcast, uh, with a guy named John Chiji. I think his name is, it's called uh, the Pragmatic Podcast and it's, uh, he, he's a, he's an engineer in like an engineer, engineer, well, not not a train engineer, but, um. In uh, in Australia, and we talked about procrastination, and I think mm-hmm. it's an extremely good episode. And if you like the kind of BS I do or used to do, uh, you'll find it in show notes. Uh, but he he kind of kicked off. We we knew we were going to be talking about procrastination, and you know, of course, he made procrastination jokes and that sort of thing, like people do. Um, he's really cool. He has another. Actually, let me find when you tell me about something you like, I'll find his other show, which is similar. Uh, he he does a show about like engineering gone wrong. That's really good. I'll find mm-hmm. it. I'll find that as well. But. He kicked off by doing a definition of procrastination that, uh, as I said in the program, I had some quibbles with. Uh, and what I said to him was, "Well, you know," he said. He said, "Oh, procrastination." I don't remember precisely, but it was along the lines that procrastination is the deliberate effort to put off something that needs to be done. And my quibble with that was that that sounds like procrastination as defined by somebody who does not procrastinate. Um, well, that sounds, might sound silly, but sometimes you'll hear some, somebody describe something and everybody nods and you go, mm, yes, 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 mm, that's, you know, oh, yes, that's, that's, that's true. Because they, don't, they haven't had that condition. They haven't lived inside of procrastination. Exactly, right, right. And so what, I, what we ended up talking about for 90 minutes was, you know, uh, essentially, I didn't invent this, but the idea that procrastination is heavily based in fear mm-hmm. and irrationality. And so like when you try to, you say to somebody, when you describe it as, well, you know, from the outside, it looks like somebody who's lazy and stupid and doesn't know how to get motivated. And it's like, mm -hmm. but like, you know, as somebody with ADHD, again, as I talked about on the show, as somebody with ADHD, it's, it's difficult to explain how I could have an extraordinary amount of attention, but it's not for the thing, for the right thing or the thing that I would like, which seems illogical. Because we, uh, we all came up with this idea that AD, ADD is a kid in a seven-minute TV segment on ABC who runs in circles and hits things with a stick. For years, people thought ADD meant, you know, you're a spazzy kid. Right. Um, but the, the, isn't it ironic that as somebody—I uh, can just tell you, as somebody with ADHD— um, and there's different kinds of ADHD and the kind that I have is I could have an extraordinary level of attention, but it's not the attention that I'd like to have, but it also leads to things like anxiety. Doesn't that seem odd? Right. Like there's all that. And so r- why am I telling you all this? First of all, uh, go listen to this podcast. I really, it's really good. It's really good. And, and John was a great host and, um, I said a lot of smart things, uh, forgive my saying, why do I say that here? Um, from the outside you look at OCD, and I think of this woman I used to work with who would always have the same number of Cheerios at the same time of day um, every workday. Everything had to be a certain way, and any disruption to her surroundings was very um, upsetting to her. Right? It's so, oh, mm-hmm. that's OCD. Oh, you're the kind of person who keeps all your like um, action figures lined up on a shelf in a certain mm-hmm. way, and you get really mad if somebody touches it. And then you see something like this program that I was watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody who has—I don't know what the official name of the condition is, but what we've come to call hoarding. You look at that and you go, "Oh, that that can't be the same thing as the lady with the Cheerios." Well, you know, I was just riffing a second ago, but let's let's go through what what uh, what that lady does with the Cheerios. Like, what did I think of her? Well, likes things a certain way. Nobody's allowed to touch it, right? I mean. <laughs> That's the drama at the center of every episode of horrors. The first drama is like, wow, this we have to go, you know, confront this person. But right. the, the real drama of the second act of one of these episodes is um, st- struggling with getting the person to understand that this is not okay the way it is. Getting them to admit that, not to mm-hmm. realize that, but mm-hmm. to admit that, A- and then to see this excruciating experience of someone not wanting their touch touch stuff, ha! not wanting their stuff touched. Mm-hmm. And like my friend with the Cheerios, not liking this disruption to their life. And you could really only get that as somebody who has OCD in some ways mm-hmm. where you could go, oh, I, I recognize that I reckon. I do recognize both of those people. As having some, does that make sense?
1: absolutely makes sense. I am in complete agreement with that. I think there is something... From the outside,
0: it makes no, it makes no sense at all to say that those are branches of the same tree, um, just on different sides of the same tree. But tell me what you think. No, I think it,
1: I think you're right. I think it is because when you think about, you know, I've heard different reasons why people get into the hoarding, but I'm not, I'm not an expert on that at all. And I've never... You know, like the way that my OCD works is, is kind of the opposite is that I don't, I don't want stuff because I've learned that the more, you know, as Tyler used to say, the stuff you own owns you. And so mm-hmm. in that, in, but it's true in a sense of like, you have stuff that you have to think about or worry about or move around or the little horse that sits on your desk that you have to have in just the right position. Like I went through all that and. I think in some ways the hoarding is almost like a sign of like them. They're sort of protecting themselves. They're building literal walls against the outside world or against change or against whatever it is that that might be making them feel uncomfortable. But again, I I probably shouldn't talk because I don't really know. But I really do feel like there is that 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 compulsion or obsession. um, it, It definitely connects. Uh, I think,
0: well, I mean, what I can, what I can say, because I mean, it's, it's, it's way more complex than it, than it seems, uh, based on what I know and what I've been through personally, first and second hand. I mean, what I can say firsthand is I've, I've had situations where stuff has gotten really out of control in my physical world. It's happened here at my office. It used Mm -hmm. to happen all the time with my ex and me, uh, back in Florida. I mean, we, one, I think I've told you the story one time we were going to have a party. So we put all the dishes in a box and put it in the attic. And then, and then didn't touch it again until we moved. That's, that's the kind of thing that, like, I, I, have, I can touch that with my hand and go, and again, as I mentioned in this podcast, when you talk about procrastination, one problem with procrastination is that it's difficult to get to what, what we ended up calling a threshold motivation for doing the thing that you, that you quote unquote, know needs to be done. So, I mean, it it is a hydra, though. Uh, I don't want to call it hoarding because that's, I don't think that's the one, what we, what TV shows call hoarding. It's a a hydra because it can be so many things and you see it in in just the two episodes of that show, you see the many faces of this. I mean, first of all, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of those people who say that it's not bad, they know it's bad and they are ashamed of it, right? But way before we get to that, let's get to some easy ones, which is like, you could get this house totally quote unquote clean or my office or whatever clean. And the problem is, it's so funny. My friend Dennis and I, my friend Dennis, who was, I would say, much closer to you on that spectrum of tidiness. And, you know, he's the one who said he's the sweetest man in the world. He's the best man at my first wedding and just a great, great human being. Um, best roommate ever. But I, there's some jokes about Dennis you've heard. One was, um, <laughs> you, can have any, anything in, you can have any of my stuff that you want, but don't touch my bread. The bread is mine. The bread is not here. You can't see the bread. Don't even act like the <laughs> bread is not here, which is always just such a funny line to me. But the other one was when I'm much less tidy than him. And so I would let Kipple accumulate. And then he would always say like, look, you know, it's very important to me for my mental health that that this counter never have anything on it. And, like if you're going to put something on it, by the time we go to bed, that needs to go back to zero. He said, the problem is if you put the mail here, like you're going to look at the mail and you're going to pick out the stuff you got to do and maybe some ads sit there. And then the next day you put the mail on top of that, right? And right. Then, okay, maybe the Sunday paper stays there a little bit longer. And in my case, within a week, if Dennis weren't there, that will turn into five co- coffee cups because mm-hmm. that's a place the coffee cup can go, right? Your life becomes a little bit, not a tile puzzle, but it definitely becomes a little bit of a puzzle. Even when your house is mostly clean, if you live in a small apartment and you've got to prepare a meal, you do find yourself having to switch some stuff around to make room for somebody with hoarding that that's how it, that can be how it starts just in, just on a practical level. Mm -hmm. We're not getting into the person who is literally shopping for knickknacks at a flea market while people are cleaning out her hoarder house but okay we're not there yet what i'm saying is from a practical standpoint what i can say for myself is like the way my office gets out of control i don't have trash service so i have to deal with trash on my own that means i take out food trash every day non-food trash that accumulates i i pay to get rid of on my own usually by having a a hauler come here's the problem what if i get behind well get behind a little bit now pretty soon i have got all these aluminum cans right i got amazon boxes Amazon boxes, I mean, you, that's gotta be one of the hugest things for people. It's so yeah. easy to suddenly have 10 Amazon boxes. Yeah, it is. Even if you break them down, you still have 10 Amazon boxes. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's manageable. You can f- figure that out. You can get rid of that. What happens when life moves on just a little bit and you lose track long enough that it is now no longer manageable? Mm-hmm. And, and that means that means now you, you might be making paths Stop it um you might be making paths um you might be playing a little puzzle now where you've got to move stuff around um I just I'm just trying to say I know that that is one practical point now let's add to that the misfortune of being an older person who's maybe not the best health and maybe not even the best mental health maybe not the best financial help okay so I'm fortunate enough to be in a position where I can pay some dues to come out and take care of that in a day, which is something that I do. Well, what if you don't have that? What if what if you get to where you don't like, have you ever had a relative who only likes to be on one floor of their house? They don't talk about it, but they're, they can't move real good. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they would prefer to be here rather than there. I'm just saying, when you get to the point of the person who is in a, 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 essentially like a cocoon of garbage, that does not start out as a cocoon of garbage. That starts out, As uh, this one magazine where I'm pretty sure there's a coupon I want to cut out, that's all I'm saying. Now, I I am slightly more personally baffled or or, uh, unfamiliar maybe with the more famous kind of hoarder, which I guess is the person who thinks everything is very valuable and is always buying knickknacks and, you know, where they get all the junk. And, oh, you can't throw out that plastic bag because that's a good plastic bag. Right, right, right. but. I don't know. Anyway, go listen to that podcast because it, it was, even as I was saying the words, it was, it became somewhat, I found my own thoughts, <laughs> thought provoking. Uh, Cause I got to thinking more and more about that, you know, how much we misunderstand each other because we haven't lived inside of the problem that somebody else has. Yeah. And uh, everything seems so foreign and impossible to understand uh, if you don't approach it with, with uh, a certain amount of empathy.
1: Yeah, and you have to because you know it's easy to look at it and say, "Well, they just throw the stuff out?" But you know, like, there's or, or, or like there is a whole dynamic. Dan,
0: why don't you just why don't you just stop wondering if you left the burner on or, yeah. or whatever? Why don't yeah. you just stop worrying about whether your beholder dinosaur is next to the little horse? <laughs> That's right, the wobbly horse, the wobbly horse. Right? I mean, yeah. in, Or in the ca- in the case of procrastination, like this is so insane. You're you've been talking about this stuff now for 28 minutes. Or in the case of this podcast with John. Um, you know, why don't you just go do that thing? And I was like, exactly. Why don't I just go do the thing? I mean, I understand one who is uh, neurotypical will say, ask that question and say like, why don't you just go do that? And you're like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I kind of know why, but I don't know why either. Why do I why do I have no problem doing this thing <clears throat> and a terrible time doing that thing? You know, because everybody's got stuff like that. There's all kinds of things. It could be the way you look at, um, I remember I first learned that word compartmentalization during the Monica Lewinsky stuff with Clinton and, and talking about how <clears throat> it's so interesting that Bill Clinton, or the boy Bill Clinton, he just made it through the whole impeachment, continuing to do his job and actually going up in the polls, like as he was being tried in the Senate for lying about sex with an intern. Because mm. he has compartmentalization. Mm-hmm. And as I understand it, compartmentalization is the ability to segment parts of your life or your environment in such a way that you don't notice this, 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 and this, and you do pay attention to that and that, right? And so, you know, as that as those piles grow in your house, or as as the number of rituals that you undertake grows, like you know, we don't always have a way to to track that. And if it provides some sort of comfort, it doesn't feel like a terrible thing. I don't know. <clears throat> Sorry, I talked so long. Oh, uh, Dan, <clears throat> would you be good enough to tell me about something that you like?
1: You know, I'd like to tell you about Squarespace, Merlin. It would make me very happy to do that. There are so many great things you can do with Squarespace. You can turn your cool idea into a new website. You can showcase your work. You can blog. You can sell products and services. You name it. You need a website. You can do it with Squarespace. And the thing that I want to impress upon people who are listening to this, they're saying, well, I don't need a website right now. You might not need a website today, but you will eventually, because something's going to happen you might start a new business. You might get a great idea. You might develop a product. You might have a business or a restaurant. You might get married or divorced. You might have a child who graduates. There's so many reasons. You might start a band. You might make a thing that you want to sell. It doesn't matter what it is. You're going to need a website eventually. And the the, thing that, the simple thing about Squarespace is you can get started from start to finish from I am at Squarespace.com to check out my new website in minutes, not hours, but minutes. And if you're real fast, you can do it in like five or ten minutes. Mm-hmm. But they make it possible for you to do really anything that you want to do. You can even register your domain name with Squarespace if you want. They're really a, a, a one-stop shop to do all of this stuff. They used to have, I think they still have a logo maker. I mean, they've thought of everything. You can host content with them. So if, you wanted, if you're a musician and you want to upload your music, you can do that. Mm-hmm. If you're a photographer and you want to put your gallery up there, you can do that. Really- Anything that you want to do, you can make it and you can make it yourself. And that's the genius part of it. You don't need help. You don't need other people. You can just sit down and pick one of these great templates, launch your site, get your content in there. And then the maintaining of it is very easy. Oftentimes, I remember back in the old days when we were building sites for other people. You'd build it and then they'd be like, well, great, but now I can't update it. You can hand this over to somebody who doesn't really have very much experience building websites and just say, no, it's no big deal. You can drag and drop stuff. You can cut and paint stuff. You can just type. You can, you know, you want to post a YouTube video. You just drop the link in and it does the rest. Squarespace is so smart. They've thought of everything. So whether you're ready to start your new business, if you just want to make a site, you have an idea, you've got a dream, a thing that you want to make, get started with Squarespace. And it also lets you focus on the things that you're really good at, which are probably not building websites. So mm-hmm. go to squarespace.com slash it's your show. Just visiting that URL says to them that you are listening and that you care about the show and you want to support the show. When you, when you want to actually log in and get started, use the offer code it's your show. You'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So again, the URL to support squarespace.com slash it's your show. And the promo code, it's your show, will get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. And we couldn't do it without Squarespace. Thanks so much to them for making this show
0: possible. Dan, can I have a moment to talk yeah. about Squarespace? Yeah. Thank you. Long time Squarespace-er. I was thinking about this the other day, uh, that they have uh, Squarespace, the company. I'm talking about the company, Squarespace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, they have been one of the most long time and consistent supporters of the work that you and I do here and elsewhere. And um, you know, we they, 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 they buy a lot of spots. So we, we have to talk about them a lot. And I, I worry that people go a little bit brain dead to it, which is totally understandable. There's all kinds of advertisers on podcasts that I listen to where I'm like, Oh, I know, I know, I know. But you know, uh, I just want to say something a little, a little special. It's 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 Christmas time, and I was thinking about this the other day in preparing for a Squarespace spot on Roderick on the line. I just want to remind you that I'm going to step outside the ad for a minute here. Yeah, uh, Squarespace is a really good service, <laughs> um, and I uh, they are actually really good uh, and for and affordable, and will save you all kinds of trouble. I ran into a website the other day. You know, like sometimes somebody gets famous for one thing on the internet and they go make a site and, um, who was it? Oh, you know what it was? It's, it's the woman who coined the term Mandela effect. Oh, Oh. no, no shade, no lemonade. But she's been dining out on this idea that there are these, and she's some kind of like a, I don't know, like a clairvoyant medium consultant or something, but she, she's anyway, long story short, she's been, had this idea for a while that like, you know, there are these strange mass misrememberings that we all have. Right. The famous ones, in the case of the Mandela effect, is named after the fact that, it's so flimsy, but like, lots of people think Mandela died a long time ago and he actually died fairly recently. Or mm-hmm. the, there never was a Bernstein Bears. There was Bernstein Bears or, oh my gosh, everybody thinks they remember Sinbad being in this movie that never existed mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. And I, I was just trying to track it down and learn more and I went to her website and she had this whole, she's had this, that's kind of her, th- her thing is that she named that. And um, anyway, fine, whatever. But her, her website, she had this whole thing about like, how important it is to support her because her website can't handle the traffic of all of her fame about yeah. naming the Mandela effect. Yeah. And she goes into this long multi-paragraph explanation about how the next level of service with her provider that does her uh, popular open source um, web blogging software was going to be like $399 a month or something like that. And it was, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's true, but it was like such an artifact of like a, a different time. If it's yeah. true, because you can go and get a Squarespace site. If you've named something after somebody, you can go and make it. So finally, uh, what's funny is I said to myself, I said I always talk about how long I've been with Squarespace. How long have I been with Squarespace? Um, uh, t- Tuesday? Looks like April 21st, 2009, at 7 6 a.m. I got an email that said, welcome to Squarespace. Th- that means that I've ha- been using Squarespace sites for well over 10 years. Wow. That's a pretty long time, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not an idiot. I mean, I'm there. I'm there because they make good stuff. Yeah, they pass to have these ads, but I also want to make sure you know they're one of our most long. I mean, just speaking from a personal slash professional standpoint, they've supported a lot of stuff that that I've done, that Dan's done, that we've done. They they commissioned uh, a rock opera for this program on this program. They've done a lot of good, good for us, and so yes, they are a great. Uh, a great uh, place to make a website to make your little home on the web, but they, they've been good to us too. I just wanted to say, uh, a, I've been with them a long time. I just realized longer than I thought. And B, I would like to say, thank you, Squarespace. Thank we, you, Squarespace. we were not prompted. We were not prompted to do this, but I, on my own, I just want to say, uh, they've been good to us and thank you. And I hope you will consider using them. Thanks. I'm not going to be able to do that for every sponsor down. I know. Don't, don't expect it. Do not, do not, you know, uh, become addicted to testimonials. <clears throat> Once again, my imperial furiosa Once again, (laughs) (laughs) my family hates me so goddamn much. Anytime someone on TV says "once again," I go "once again." Do you think that? Can you tell that I'm impersonating a Morton Joe? Is that clear for my? Yeah, I mean, it was
1: well. It was it was clear to me that that the lines were the lines that Morton Morton Joe said.
0: (laughs) Now, is that movie? Has your daughter seen that movie? Um no uh she finds it very upsetting the the opening where the where he's running around and they capture him mm-hmm. I, I, she's very I think she's very freaked out by the way people move like the the half-life war boys yeah you know what I mean it's it's really I mean she can handle a lot of stuff she and seen do you that
1: think whole, the the reason I ask is because I've wanted to show my boy that
0: movie for a while I think he'd be fine he would okay. probably be fine listen here's the thing if he can make it through you know, when he's been captured and all that. Yeah. And if you can make it up to the point where a Morton Joe, I mean, uh, how can I put this? By the time you get to a Morton Joe and his boys <laughs> yeah, and him turning on the water, if you get up to that point, you're going to know a lot about whether he would enjoy this movie. Yeah. Because to me, I I sat wrapped in a theater. My me wife too. and I, um, my, my uh, we're, our daughter, I think, was staying over with her aunt. And I was like, can we please see this in a theater? Please, 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 please. And we went to see it, and I was just goggle-eyed through the yeah. entire... It's still one of my all-time favorite movies. But being in the theater, the sound design, like the just everything about it, I was just... Agog, you get through that opening where you see the opening opening where the voiceover, you know, his life is blood. He crushes the two-headed lizard and, and bites it, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Whoa, okay, mm-hmm. what's going on here?" The cars appear. You hear him coming over your head. And you get through that whole capture, like where he they capture him, but then he like he's running away, and they get him, and then you cut to Morton Joe, and you're introduced to the Charlie Seren character, and you see his very interesting children, um, who are all interesting in different ways. And by the time you get to a Morton Joe and putting the little plastic thing on and the whatever the bottle caps and all the detritus he's wearing as medals, I was like, "This is already one of the greatest movies I have ever seen." That's when they, I mean they had me, but then they really, really had me. When you get to a Morton Joe and his little breathing thing on his neck, I was like, "This is this movie is a triumph." I, I still I said this to Todd Vaziri two or three days ago. We just say this to each other sometimes in text. We don't. We don't deserve this movie. We never deserved a movie this improbably good.
1: That's such that a good movie,
0: mine. Mad Max Fury Road.
1: Well, we have just because we're. I've been moving through movies. I think I mentioned we watched Dunkirk, which because um, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's taken a real interest in, in yeah, World
0: War Two. Right? World War Two, okay. learning
1: mm-hmm. in school and stuff. So we watched that. Um, another kind of World War II movie that you wouldn't really think is a World War II movie, but it sure is. Uh, Empire of the Sun, the Spielberg uh, movie with Baby Batman. We mentioned that. Um, yeah, we we finished that one, and uh, and now we're we're watching Twelve Monkeys.
0: Well, I got one for you. Okay. As long as we're as long as we're admitting being terrible fathers,
1: terrible parents. Yeah.
0: Terrible parents. Um, parents. Something that I have watched. We're halfway in. We just haven't had time to finish it. You know, we don't watch it when mom's around for obvious reasons. But um, you know, he should watch that. My kid loves. Hmm. One of the greatest movies of all time, uh, *Inglorious Bastards. I've never seen it. Shut your whole I mouth. have
1: never, <laughs> I've never, I will, I will put it on my list right now. You're saying this is a good Dan, I've Dan, turn movie. i never seen off your
0: computer and go watch it right now just for the opening 20 minutes. But the whole goddamn movie is a triumph. It's, well, now I'm overselling it. It's a good movie. You should check it out. I am, I am. adding you got, a lot to do. Yeah, take your time.
1: Well, I'm already. <laughs> I'm already doing it. hmm <clears> Oh <throat> yeah. Okay. I'll make this uh-huh. happen, Merlin. Thank you. How many sponsors we got this week? Two. Just the two. Yeah.
0: Just not just the two. Two. Two's more than none. I mean,
1: I like three for a for an hourish show, but mm-hmm. sure.
0: Wow. 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 Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you about, I'll tell you about <laughs> something I like. It's called gratitude. Look oh. it up. Ah, ah. Uh, what else we got in here? um I um I have no preparation. I so I can talk about the topics.
1: computer. I still get that's uh, on the list anytime okay. you want to. I, I wrote it down do
0: urinal it. cup. That's really all I have is urinal cup, and we covered that, that, that's the I title pretty extensively. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Mad Max, go see it. Uh, really, though. I mean, Boy and Glorious Bastards is awfully good. Dunkirk also very good movie. Hmm. Yeah. I love Dunkirk. Yeah. And the way, I mean, so have you watched it more than once? Uh, Three times maybe now? But like, so after we had the conversation about the different time scales, do you, mm-hmm. do you see it sort of differently? Very differently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I that was the time that I so I read that and I knew, but I had, I guess it wasn't like, it didn't sink in until the third time I watched it. And I was like, this is a very creative decision. I mean, I would like to think I'm not a total idiot. I think it should have been made. You don't want to oversell it or overdo the, oh, let me just remind you that this is happening on a different time scale. Right. But, you know, that would have been useful. Um, Yeah, there's a storyline in Watchmen that uh, does another sort of interesting thing you don't immediately pick up with time. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 Each time you visit with the character, a year has passed, and it's not always obvious. But it's telling you something. Eggs, Eggs and Legacy. Dan, tell me about your computer. What's happening with that? What's going on? All right. On? So, you know, we
1: talked about this a little bit, but I got the MacBook Pro 16-inch uh, screen, the new one that just came out. Uh, has it been out for a month yet? Not quite. And, um, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, there's lots of reviews and things that people can read about it that, that I'm not going to, you know, like sit down and do some detailed, comprehensive review of it here because there's enough of that, but... I will say that this, it, it seems to me that this is the best portable Mac that I've ever,
0: ever owned. Mm-hmm. It really, you have one, right? Yeah, it's, it's, um, just super, super quickly, uh, I have, what did I have? I had a MacBook, uh, I had a MacBook Adorable.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for, that, for the listeners, what is an Adorable? What does that
0: mean? Uh, It's the one, it's the really, really tiny one that came out I, mean, I guess like 3 years ago mm. um but it was really 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 tiny and pretty underpowered uh but you know but fine and then I at one point I followed Marco Arment's suggestion and I got a 2015 MacBook Pro because it had all the ports and it was it was fine um I I'll throw directly back to you just to say um I agree it's it's E- certainly the best laptop I've ever owned yeah and I will I will I will ab- abide no objections about how supposedly large and heavy it is it's an extraordinary and very powerful computer and I want to hear more of what you think but I love mine I, I love, love it too. the touch ID and I love the touch bar but despite everything I ever would have guessed I, I think the touch bar is actually really clever but the touch ID is I, I want it now it's it so quickly becomes something that I want everywhere.
1: I totally agree with you. And originally when I have had a 13 inch MacBook Pro with the four uh, Thunderbolt ports on it and the touch bar on it, and I got Mm -hmm. that shortly after it came out and I did not like the touch bar because I've been using the escape key as a, as a VI guy and for lots of other things for Mm -hmm. since the nineties, early nineties. And Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about this too. You can remap it to caps, like you can do other things. But I really want escape as a button. I really wanted it where it was. And Touch ID is really amazing. And with this new one, they've separated those two buttons out. So you got Touch ID on the far right, you got Escape on the far left, and then in between it, you have this Touch Bar that uh, that that lets you do different things depending on the application you're in, or it can always be one thing, or you can customize it. Looks, it, yourself. it looks
0: like buttons, and it changes contextually. Yeah. But a whole bunch of the time, I mean, it's, sometimes it's, it's striking to me how how good the graphics are on that thing. I mean, I think the yeah. whole thing with like showing your tabs it's a screen. from it's Safari an actual is screen not, showing your tabs from Safari is not surpassingly useful, but there are instances where like you're all looking at a video and it turns into a scrubber, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at my uh, shrink loves it for doing PowerPoint presentations or rather, Keynote because you basically it becomes like a previews. I've never used that, but he says he uses it because it gives previews for keynote. You can skip slides and stuff like that. Um, and then it turns into a contextual thing that says, Hey, do you want to log in or use one password for this thing? Put your finger on the dingus and you're good.
1: I agree. And you
0: didn't love it it initially though.
1: No. And the thing that's the the reason I didn't like it was because those two buttons escape and touch ID were like integrated into it and it wasn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't like that. And it's amazing to me that. Apple got that so wrong the first time, and so
0: right introducing this time. the Touch Bar alongside. Yeah, why not just keep up the escape screwing key? screwing up the inverted T and taking away the escape key? Like it got tarred with the memory of the escape key removal, right? right? It was, it was, which is obviously not a coincidence. It's a part of the same effort to reduce, you know, the number of buttons on this stupid broken keyboard. But yeah, but I mean, that's that's part of the problem is like people aren't going to remember the touch bar was kind of a clever idea. They're going to remember that's when they took away the that's escape when they key screwed up and, on keyboard. and stopped letting me have a professional keyboard on a professional computer.
1: You know, and I've, I have made the assertion before that I think Apple's goal is to not, and, and I don't know if they're still on this path or not, but I think their goal was and maybe still is, to to get people to not want to really use keyboards at all anymore. Because I think in the future— They they
0: want to get to where you hold something in your hands, regardless of what you use. It becomes less and less like what we used to call a computer, and mm -hmm. more and more like just an extremely powerful piece of glass. Right. They want everything to be glass. And so, oh, you need to type. All right, well, we'll we'll throw
1: up a keyboard. You can type on the glass and then we'll take it away when you don't need it anymore. And that's fine. I mean, maybe in 10 years, 15 years, we'll, we'll all be there and everyone will be on board with it. It'll be great. But I feel like the keyboard that they were introducing, the goal of it was obviously to be lower profile, to have less key travel, to be smaller and more compact. And I don't think it had to do in any way with cost. I think it had to do with their trying to shift our perception of what a keyboard yes. is supposed to be.
0: There's a and, lot, over the Johnny Ive years, a lot of it has been, they talk about this a lot on Upgrade, has been aesthetic decisions. We're like, did yes. you ever do You hear the, the Minchie Quo stuff about will there be a totally portless iPhone in 2021? Could you ever even imagine that that's something we would consider? And mm. yet now we find ourselves saying, could they do this and why would they do this? Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, like, you know, in the days when it was one thing to take away a uh, floppy disk and introduce USB, another dual. So, you know, similar in that sense. Steve Jobs saying, look, I'm going to take away this. I'm going to give you that. That worked out okay, mm-hmm. right? But they're not all, all going to work out okay. But, like, there's been so many decisions that do end up feeling like, uh, as John Syracuse says, fashion. Like, yeah. this was a decision we made just because we think it looks pretty. We want there to be symmetry in these speakers. We don't want things to be, you know, cattywampus. That's not, you know, that's part of the Johnny Ive ethos that is going to endure to some extent for years after he's gone. Uh, and I, I think a lot of the things that Apple has done
1: over the years, like take the trackpad, for example. They made the trackpad bigger. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. They made it out of glass. Well, that's cool.
0: It, it, it sure feels like you're clicking. It really it, super yeah, does. Yeah, and,
1: and and they got rid of the mechanism that actually allowed you to click it, and they made a haptic click. It used it, to
0: be a diving board, and now it actually is just a piece of glass that's simulating a click. And you would not know that unless you knew that. It's good. They're good. They are real good. Yeah, they're really good. And so like there have been
1: so many improvements, but then they it's just like you're saying they took something that was good and they got rid of it and gave us something that was worse. And so famously, when the iMac came out, it had no floppy disk drive. And people were, what? How can you have no floppy disk drive? Now, nothing has a floppy disk drive. But that was that was Steve Jobs and Apple saying, you know what? There's a better way to transfer information. And it's called the Ethernet port on the side of the thing. And use that instead. That's how you're going to transfer data or eventually Wi-Fi. That's how you're going to transfer data between devices. When, in that case back then, it was just computers. And that was like, wait, yeah, we need a floppy on. Here. How are we gonna what if I want to take it with me? Oh well, fine, you can buy an external thing if you really want it. And you know, but that was pushing things forward. And what what they gave us was really good Ethernet and then really good Wi-Fi. And and now everything is Wi-Fi. And a big part of why I think Wi-Fi became so popular is because Apple did come out with the airport and they did ship computers that could do Wi-Fi out of the box or with a with a simple card added to it. So we were given something better, or we were we were shown something better and i think that our thunderbolt ports even though i really miss uh, magsafe uh i think they're better because i can charge on any freaking port i want on either side of the laptop i can mm-hmm. plug devices into either side of them, about whatever USB-C, i want usb c usb c thunderbolt yeah. ports yeah usb c and it's it's so to me like that's better that's a better thing so I'm fine if they took away the old USB and gave us this because it's imp- an improvement. It, ha- it means I have to change. And I have to buy things and dongles and when I'm fine, but it's better.
0: Mm. And,
1: and, and looking at this new keyboard, uh, it, this new keyboard on the 16 inch is much better. It feels just like the old keys used to feel, but, and we got all the things that we want back. And so this is just how it should have been. So we can forget the time before we had it. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a lovely computer. It, it is it is bigger. It is heavier. I did have to change bags, the bag that I'm using. So now oh. I'm I'm using a, a Tom Bin. I'll put this in the show notes. Uh, it's not going to be as synapse, fun as I bet our... You're sign, I bet you're a Synapse, man. You know what? Yes, except they came out with a new one that they got is... Two, I
0: think they got two sizes.
1: Yeah, but there's a right. new one. Um, it's me, called tell me, tell the... Me. Instead of the Synapse, it's called the sy- synic, Cynic. Cynic. Okay. Um, and it's, there's a cynic 22 and a cynic 30 again, Tom bin makes expensive
0: bags for people who oh, want a bag yeah, that's going mean, to last like, forever. That's all I would use. I use a brain bag, which you could put an infant in. Yes. It's, I, I like the hugeness of my bag, but yeah, Tom bin bags, like you're, I mean, <laughs> you cannot kill these things. You can't,
1: you really can't. They're and really
0: it, extremely well made. So yeah. if you take the synapse
1: or synapse so. and you, you go to the cynic, It's basically oh it's
0: adorable. Look how little it is.
1: Yeah. It's um that there's a bigger one, the Cynic 30 is big enough for the 16 inch. And what's really cool about it is it 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 expands so like when you open it. It mm-hmm. has the zippers, let it be a full clamshell so that you can oh, completely nice. open it, which I have taken this thing with me. I took this after I got it on a short trip. I didn't need to bring any carry-on bag. I was able to put my clothes, everything inside wow. this. It, it's oh, well, great. Well. It's really great. Uh, so I highly recommend this thing. It's uh, it's really, really awesome. The The 30 <laughs> is the one you're going to need for this. But So I changed my bag. That's fine. It's a little bit bigger. That's fine. But... I have found for the first time, and I used to have a 15 inch, my main computer for many, many years was a 15 inch PowerBook, and then it became the 15 inch MacBook. And it has been a long, long, long time since I had anything other than a 13 inch machine. This machine is absolutely 100%. Remember the old term, Merlin? Desktop mm-hmm. replacement. Remember that term? Mm-hmm. This yeah. computer is absolutely fast enough and the screen is big enough and clear enough and high enough resolution that there isn't a single thing or a single complaint I have about using this thing. I don't even find a lot of the time that I feel like I need to connect an external screen. This is it. I can run with this thing full time, just the screen, this keyboard, nothing yeah. else. The battery life is off the hook, bonkers amazing on this thing. And I think I mentioned the last time we talked about it a little bit this application that Marco turned me on to, which is called Turbo Boost Switcher Pro, I think yes. it is, And what yes. that lets you do is it lets you turn off Turbo Boost. Uh, Turbo Boost is an Apple thing that
0: essentially <laughs> what they're
1: saying is,
0: when Your com- <laughs> your computer has just decided that we want to kill the battery life for yeah. an arbitrary reason. <laughs> yeah, whether
1: it's you opened a web you don't get page. You not
0: choose when uh, this thing kicks on unless you have the app that we're talking
1: right. about. Right, and it's it's basically like the CPUs are running at a certain speed, and then they yeah. realize they you need to be. can turn it
0: off or you can say, like, I want to like let, we'll pump the brakes a little bit. Like, only do this when you really need to, right?
1: Right, and so what Turbo Boost does, turbo Uh, Switcher Pro is it's a little menu bar item that you can disable turbo boost and it stays off until you either reboot or turn it back on manually. And basically uh, that just gives you tons, tons more battery life. And it's, it's really, really nice. And in fact, what it also does is it lets you play Minecraft without the fans spinning up like crazy, (laughs) which is useful too. And it just—it's like one of those things that you can add hours, literally hours, onto your battery life uh, by turning this thing on. So overall, I've just been so happy with uh, with this uh, with this this computer. It's been great. There are some changes that were made with Catalina that I had not installed Catalina or tried it at all yet. Uh, and I, uh, until I got this computer and so like the first thing is I'm very much a, a terminal person I, I don't I wouldn't oh, yeah, right. be able to do anything on my computer if I didn't have terminal and I spend a lot of time in terminal it's it's the first app that I run when I start the day whether it's using git to pull things or VI or whatever and I, I can do everything in terminal if all I had was a Linux machine with terminal or just the command prompt on a black screen. I could do most of the development that I need to do, uh, except obviously you need a web browser. So give me a terminal window and a web browser, and I can I can code all day. And uh, famously, or maybe not so famously, Apple switched to shell instead of Bash, the shells that are used. So for people who don't know... Um, Mac OS is built on a Unix backend, BSD Unix specifically. Darwin, which I believe was a fork of FreeBSD or had some open BSD influences, but I think it was FreeBSD, and that was one of the big reasons why I loved Mac OS X when it came out, because in the past, I was doing development on the Mac, but I had to remotely connect to different machines, and it just it wasn't great. And that's why Mac OS X was so popular with developers, especially Rails developers and Python developers in the, in the early days of Mac OS X, because you needed Unix and you needed the the uh, command line to really be able to get stuff done in those development worlds. And also it was great for system administration. And I had a friend um, who was always struggling with his Windows machine, and he was like a Cisco certified engineer engineer. And I, he was looking, watching me use the Mac when I was hanging out with him one day. And he's like, what is all this you're doing with terminal? What is that? I said, it's just terminal. He's like, yeah, but you're running Unix. I'm like, well, Mac OS 10 is Unix. He got in his car and bought a Mac that day. (laughs) Um, That's great. You know, and, and so we have this Unix underpinning there in the system that I use a lot. So for me, terminal really matters. Well, There In in Unix, if you don't know, there is something called a shell, and the shell is basically the way you type commands into the system, and there are lots of little details about how you do that and tweaks and optimizations and decisions that you can make that affect directly how you want to interact with that shell, and there are different shells that you can use. Starting back in the old days, we had just shell, which was just SH, is how they would abbreviate that. And then we had the Mm -hmm. K shell, the corn shell, we used to call it KSH. And I used KSH for years. And then there was the bash shell, which gained popularity with Linux when it came out. Uh, So, so pretty much if you're on a Linux machine, you're probably using the bash shell. And then there were things like Z shell. And I tried Z shell in the past. And I know people who love Z shell, it's super customizable. Uh, So in this latest update of, uh, of Catalina and the latest update of Mac OS, Apple decided to switch to the Z shell instead as the default. You could still install the bash shell. You could still use the bash shell, but apparently the reason that Apple moved away from bash and switched to Z shell isn't because Z shell is better. Although people who like Z shell will tell you it's better. I will, I will disagree with that, but I, mean, I, I acknowledge that there's a lot of reasons why you would want to use the Z, the Z shell. But if you like me and you've been using K shell and then bash for, decades, there's a lot of little things that you've gotten used to and it's not like bash is bad and Z shells oh you've got a switch, it's so much better. No. I say no. I say the so bash is shell it, is, is just it, fine.
0: Why, why did they why did they do the change? Is it for um like because of rights or um licensing? That is my understanding
1: uh about it. Um it has to be I mean that, do- that's such
0: a strange thing to change for a variety of reasons that we don't have time to get into. It's a strange thing to change. They must've had a very compelling reason to do it. Well, yes. And and so my understanding, and there
1: are many articles on this speculating and, and things like that. And uh, I'll quote this one, which is on a website called scriptingos10.com. Uh, and, and uh, the author writes um, the bash binary bundled with Mac OS 10 has been stuck on version 3.2 for a long time now. Now, by the way, uh, I never used the built-in Bash shell. I would roll my own Bash shell using Homebrew, which is a great system that you can install. All you type is brew install bash, and it would give you the latest version 5 of Bash, and then you edit Etsy shells and add the path to that Bash to it, and then you can use it as your shell. And that's what that's what all the the, the elite hackers do. Mm-hmm. But I'll continue. Um uh, Bash version four was released in two thousand nine, and what? Bash version five was in January of twenty nineteen. The reason Apple has not switched to these newer versions is that they are licensed with GPL version three. Bash version three is still GPL version two. Hmm. Z shell, on the other hand, has an MIT like license, which makes it much more palatable for Apple to include in the system by default. Z shell has been available on as as uh, on macOS for a long time. The Z shell version on macOS ten point fourteen Mojave is fairly new, five point three. Mac OS 10.15 Catalina has the current Z shell 5.7.1. Hmm. So the answer to why is it's a licensing thing. And uh, and is the, it a
0: current licensing problem or a potential licensing problem?
1: I think that it is like potential because, like he was saying, is that uh, bash shell, the newer versions of bash are um our GPL um
0: so what is three, give that give that to me in pigs and bunnies. What is that? What is the change in GPL that makes the MIT license more enticing? I really if you, if don't you know.
1: know. I'm not like a like a like a license. I mean, like, this guy, has happened but... with
0: Linksys in the past, if memory serves. Like there's yeah. been these things where there's been a, a change to the licensing that. Um, I mean, it seems like fairly, I see, I'm so talking out of my ass. It seems fairly rare that something changes that like retroactively screws up a ton of things. It's more that like you open, it's, you know, I'm gonna stop talking because I don't know. It's more that like you're trying to avoid a potential problem. With like, oh, you know, sort of the kind of of thing that Apple does, where Apple gives you their one year warning shot about a change that's coming. And you're like, well, we need to start getting ready for that. Like, we're going to change the scrolling direction. Like, right now you can change that, but maybe in the future you won't. I wonder if it's something like that. So, So then you had the Z shell and you brought your bash boy along with the homebrew?
1: Yeah, I so what I did is I just didn't and, and I was reading, I found an article here um that's what is the difference between GPL version two and three. I'll add it to the show notes, but it's it's kinda over my head. And also I'm not really interested in it. I don't really care. It's more like mm-hmm. Apple didn't like the license and so they were either stuck using a ten year old version of bash. <laughs> Or a brand new version of Z Shell. So they said, well, you we use Z Shell. It's not because it's better. And so I tried, I tried using Z Shell for like,
0: I gave it like two weeks of, That's, and I mean, why would you do that? That's so weird. Cause I'm an idiot, I guess, cause I like, I like, I like to, to do things <laughs> were there that are any really compatibility stupid? problems. I mean, with shell scripts and stuff like that. And no, cause it, you're just using that as a, the, as a way to control things in the terminal, it's not going to change any actual scripts, I guess, right? Right, because the scripts that I had
1: written, I either was using Bash shell or just regular shell. So Bash
0: is not installed. Can you? Can you? I'm sorry, I'm so stupid. It's still if there. If you've written shell scripts based on Bash, well, those won't be able to run unless you install Bash. No,
1: correct? no, those will no. You're, those will keep working because Apple is still shipping. It's the on there.
0: It's just not the default.
1: It's the, it's still there. It's just the 10 year okay. old version that, Got that Got no Got one cares about anymore because it's the old license, but it was still there. So your scripts are still going to work. Everything mm-hmm. is still going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and, and so it's basically it is a, um, it is a, like a, Like, I think they're going to keep it there for this reason, but they're not when you, if you were just to get your new Catalina install and open a terminal window, that's Z shell that's going to be in there. So yeah, I used homebrew and and I've been using bash, but I tried it. I said, I want to, I want to get on the new, you know, cause I don't, I like to run stock if I can run stock. So I, but I just couldn't do it. There's too many changes. There's too many different things the way command line completion is. And I just have, I've really customized the shell and everything like that. So I, I went back to it, but I had asked people on Twitter, I'm like, what are you guys using? Are you using shell?" And most people were either like, yeah, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't use it enough. Or heck no. I installed bash the instantaneously as mm-hmm. soon as I got Catalina, I installed it. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I, um, this is, it's interesting. You should bring that up because when you're talking about backpacks or talking about laptops, I, so let me begin by congratulating you on trying that for two weeks. Um, because I'm gonna this is we're running a little low on time, so I'm gonna be quick. But I it's it's um it's it's difficult to change in life because we get used to things. And I just wanted to make the case for occasionally deciding to get unused to things. Where if you think about some of the words that we said in the last little while about stuff, um there was, you probably felt the tiniest bit of resistance about a new computer because it wouldn't fit in the backpack you have. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. no, I'm, not, I'm saying that I would. I no. do stuff like that all Definitely. the time. You, um, we don't want, uh, I'm not saying any of this is good or bad, but just hear me out. Um, we don't want this computer. We hate the touch bar, but what we really hate is that there's not an escape key. And do we really need the escape key? Yes, I need the escape key. I use Vim. whatever everybody's everybody's different. They were talking about Jason Snow was talking about this on. I want to say upgrade, but i might have been the secret six colors podcast, but he was talking about how over the years why people have wanted a Mac pro, for example, and you know one of the reasons is there certainly don't email me. I literally don't care. There certainly is a small number of people who are going to fill every card slot and put the giantest you know, uh, drives in, but Apple did their own research and figured out that a vast majority of people don't do anything to a Mac pro that they couldn't do to, um, an iMac. Right. Yeah. You you know, add more RAM or whatever. Right. But like, it's, we still have that residual feeling that I need the tower computer that does all the things. Yes. I know some of you do. That's fine. Most of you don't. Right. Because we got used to that. And it's, it's so interesting though, when you are forced to get unused to something because, um, you know, if something just goes away, you've, you've got to figure it out. Um, yeah. if something changes though, we have a, this is a real theme for me lately. And my thinking is like the extent to which we convince ourselves of something that may not be entirely true because it helps our sense of integrity about who we are. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, go listen to that podcast. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, congratulations to Dan for the shell. But I just want to make a case for occasionally allowing yourself to get unused to something or to allow the idea that things are not, that you will not lose your psychic and emotional integrity if you allow your mind to change about something. Consider right. that for uh, the holidays and the new year. Get unused to things. Mm-hmm. And bash bash is good, yeah. I got that. Uh, I got that uh, O'Reilly book. It's one of my bathroom books. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, would you tell me about a second thing that you like, Dan? I would love to tell you all about feels. Feels.
1: Feels is yep. a really, really. I really like the CBD oil that uh, that these guys make. I am very particular about the CBD oil that I've used. I've been using it for a long time now. Um, I have found that it is tremendously beneficial for me regarding stress or dealing with anxiety uh, or, or getting better and higher quality sleep. This has been the only thing that I've tried over the years that I felt for me made a difference, not just with all three of those things, but really individually with any one of them. Different people have different experiences and feels like understands this. Uh, That's the thing. When people have asked me over the years, what CBD oil should I take? You know, or how strong should it be or because there you can get different strengths, right? Well, this is the coolest thing about feels is they have and if, if you go feels is spelled F-E-A-L-S. So if you go to feels.com slash back to work, you can see the page that they've set up for our listeners there. And, uh, and, and by the way, that will get you 50% off your first month's membership board. I'll tell you about that in a second. But what's really cool is they have like a little flight basically that they send you that you can, you can test, you can try out oh. these, these different, um, these different strengths. And I mean, I want to, I want to point out. That CBD is legal in all 50 states now. So if that's something that you were wondering. I want the, I
0: want the flight. That's a cool yeah, idea. Yeah, so
1: so they have a little thing called a flight. It's 20 bucks, and you get <gasps> you get three wow. different strengths um, in there. So you get their um the 40 milligram, the 80 milligram, and the 160 milligram in there and so you can tell which one you like and they send them in these little bottles that you can try but the thing is you don't even necessarily have to do that you could call them up because they have real people who understand cbd who understand the reasons why you might want to be taking cbd and they can answer all of your questions and then once you get it they can set you up with ways that it gets deterred based on how much you're using and how much you need and how much you want to get, that they can have it automatically sent out to you. And at first, like, oh, great, another company is going to send me something every month. But no, like, when you get on the CBD bandwagon, you really do integrate it into your life. And you'll notice, you'll really notice when you don't have it. And this prevents you from being in that situation where you're like, oh, crap, I've only got enough for tonight. And now I've got to order it. And it's not going to come for two weeks and I'm screwed. They make that, you know, a thing of the past. And um, But a little bit about CBD for those who don't know what it is. Um, it, na- feels CBD, it naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, it can help with pain. It can help with sleeplessness. And basically all you're doing is putting a few drops of this under your tongue and it starts to work right away. But this is the thing they can do text messages or their phone that you can call and they will help you understand what your, what will work for you. And again, it's all natural. You don't get high from it there. You don't get hung over from it. You can't get addicted to it. It's an all-natural thing, and, uh, and, and it really has a lot of benefits. So if you've been on the fence about trying CBD or you've heard me talk about it and you're thinking about it, this is a wonderful way to get started. So, again, the URL is feels, F-E-A-L-S, feels.com slash back to work. You'll get 50% off your first order. You'll get free shipping. And if you become a member, you'll get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. You can try it without doing that. So uh, if you're on the fence, give it a shot. But no matter what, use that, uh, use that URL feels.com slash back to work. Get 50% off your first order with free shipping. Uh, so thanks very much to feels for making this show possible. Thanks feels Buck <laughs> the flight. Try it. Get the flight. No, I'm doing it right now. I'm clicking. I got the flight. I haven't. I used it. I figured okay. out which one I wanted. Free shipping. Okay. All
0: right. Clicking. Going. Whoa. Went through. Cool. <laughs> the 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 debit card uh, that I used for this uh, is associated with a popular service based in the Bay Area that is a little arbitrary <laughs> sometimes. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> I've had some arbitrariness in my life because um, you know sometimes it just decides. Hey, that's a <laughs> that's a weird place to buy gasoline. <laughs> You can't use your card anymore. Uh huh. Oh, why would you be in a muni station in downtown San Francisco putting cash on your muni card? What an odd thing to do. Portcullis down. <laughs> oh Dan, happy happy holidays. Happy holidays to you too. You got anything else? Can, I'm done. Now? No, we can go. Order the flight. Order the flight. Um, and we'll, we'll be will we be here next week?
1: We, I mean, I could be here, it's up to you, it's your show. You what know. is
0: that, is that, yeah, it is my show, that's Eve <laughs> of Christmas, I think we can do it, as far as I know, Ooh, we're renting a truck after that, cool, um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think we, uh, for, for now, it's penciled in, we're here, yeah. I, I don't know why we wouldn't, I don't, don't even need a reason.
1: I might try my, I might bring my uh, little, my little, my new travel portable mic, hmm uh, with me and, and be do, it, do it from home. No, I'll be in town. I'm not, why home. would I go out? I don't like to go out of town during Christmas. No. Only, only no. crazy people travel during Christmas. It's oh, the worst. Sing it sister. Um, it's the worst. That,
0: if, if, if you wouldn't mind, put that into the show. That's the, the mic, your travel mic. I'd like to see Oh that. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a, I'll put it in there. I have like a little museum of mics I don't use anymore. Oh. Uh, including like the, uh, road podcaster that I use for years and years and years and years and years. I remember. And, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I have a little museum of those things. The one that, uh, what's his name? Nice guy. Company. What's that guy? Was it Ira? Kerry? Ira Iron Carrie Blanco Carrey. over at uh, Ca- Samson. Yeah, he sent, sent us a bunch of mics. Yeah, that he, nice that's seller.
1: actually, that is one of the, uh, my that is my my microphone. I just got to look up the
0: model <gasps> okay, number. Okay, cool. We'll put it in notes. All right. Well, as far as we know, we'll be here. And if, if y'all, uh, well, listen, everybody out there, you know, get unused to things and, and go, go and ha- have a nice holiday. And and don't let your family make it terrible for you. You know what I'm saying?
1: No, you can't. You don't want that.
0: We don't want that. All right. uh, Let's button this up. All right. Okay. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.